God a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I came to magnify Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. Amen. There's no telling what God can do here tonight if we'll just come together in one mind and in one accord. Just like on the day of Pentecost. Amen. When the Holy Ghost fell and cloven tongues as a fire fell upon each of them. Amen. Miracles can take place. Signs and wonders can take place. Healings. Salvation can be poured out. Amen. I'm looking forward to hearing the ministry of Brother Chris. Amen. We had the privilege of hearing him uh, last Wednesday night. Looking forward to his message tonight. Let's give God a hand clap of praise and let's worship the Lord together.
certainly came to church tonight wanting a move of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wanting God to move on me and touch me. And I'm sure that you are the same way tonight. Praise God. We all need a touch from heaven every once in a while. Praise God. And every day wouldn't hurt us. Praise God. If we got a fresh touch from God every day. Hallelujah. Appreciate this good crowd that's here tonight. We're fixing to pray. Amen. They'll throw the names up on the screens here tonight. We'll pray for the folks that are have called us to pray for them. Praise God. I want to pray for Sister Barfield. She was had she had surgery today. I talked to Brother Barfield this evening. Amen. They said they wanted to keep her overnight just to watch her, make sure everything's all right with her. So let's pray for Sister Barfield tonight. Amen. If you got a need, just let it be known by raising your hand tonight. Praise God. God knows what every one of those hands represents tonight. Praise God. Let's pray together. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before your throne of grace tonight, God, on behalf of all that are sick, all that are shut in, God, all that are, amen, not able to come to the house of God tonight because of some issue, God, Lord, in their life or some issue in their body. God, I rebuke sickness tonight, God. Hallelujah. Lord, I plead the blood of Calvary, God, over those that are sick, Lord, that are attached to this church, God, and that, amen, that have called this church, God, to pray for them, God. All of these names on the screens tonight, God. Hallelujah. Lord, we agree together, God. We agree together, God, tonight, Lord, for their healing, for their miracles, God, for their salvation, God, for whatever it is that they may need tonight, God. I agree together with these saints of God tonight. Hallelujah, that you're going to meet every need, God, every need tonight represented by the names on these screens, God. Lord, you saw every hand that went up, God, that said, hey, I have a need tonight, God. You know what every need is. You know what every hand represents tonight, God. So, Lord, I just agree with this congregation tonight, God, that you're going to meet every need that we have. Hallelujah. We love you. We appreciate you, God. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to come together tonight. Amen. To call on your name, God, collectively together, God. Hallelujah. Tonight in this house where two or three are gathered together in your name, you're right there in their midst, God. And we, amen, we believe that, God. We trust that tonight, God, that you are right here in our midst, God, to touch every one of us tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, we appreciate you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen tonight. Well, hallelujah. We appreciate little Jonathan Phillips over here. Praise God. Playing the guitar. First time in our service. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sounding good. Amen. Sounding real good. Praise God. God's, amen, raising up musicians in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say the church is going on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The church is going on in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wonderful job. Amen. Jonathan tonight, appreciate you. Praise God. Well, amen. We're uh, so thrilled to have Brother Chris back with us tonight. Hallelujah. And uh, we certainly appreciate what he preached to us last week. Been feasting on it, thinking about it. Amen. And hallelujah. Just feeding on what he preached to us last Wednesday night. Hallelujah. So we want Brother Chris to come tonight. want him to sing. Amen. If he feels like singing, preach to us. Praise God, whatever he feels like doing tonight, hallelujah, amen. Let's give him a great big hand clap of appreciation for being back here with us tonight, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Chris.
lot of things in my own two hands. I lost them all. I could.
Try to sing. Hallelujah. Is this the place called Jerusalem? I'm a stranger
know that's got to be culture shock. Uh, last night I was preaching somewhere between northeast, south, and west. And uh, my grandson Jordan, his wife Alyssa was uh, with me. And so uh, they sang and, and uh, Jordan testified before I got up there. And, and I thought, oh, man, they, they, they sang the dog out of the cat, man, I'm telling you. I get up there and I'll trust you all but y'all in for some culture shock here and so I said I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what an old feller does and I walked over to the piano and I struck a chord I started singing He'll make your sins go away. That's all I'm going to do with that one. But anyway, they got some culture shock last night. Praise God. Anyway, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 15. going to begin reading verse 11. And um, I'm going to do my best to be in the shooting, out of the shooting hurry. You're hard. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to come again. Always an honor to get to come to Higher Praise Tabernacle. Amen. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the young man gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I want you to look at somebody close by right now in all seriousness and solemnity that the spirit that I'm feeling will cause you to say it with. I want you to tell them I've been gone long enough. I need to find my way home. I'm going to preach tonight if God will help me. 
Can you find your way back home? Pastor, would you pray? neighbor before you're seated and ask them, can you find your way back home? God bless you. You can be seated. A great deal of injustice has been done to this particular text. The storyline is simple. Characters are very few, but yet there's been a great deal of presumptuous stretching of information that has gotten it so out of, the, out of shape that it really needs to be in, and so I need to put some things in focus. We, first of all, have a father in this text that has two sons. The only other character in the text is a nameless citizen of a far country that the younger son attaches himself to in a time of adversity. So there are in this text four expressed characters and one implied character. His name is never mentioned. There is no particular reference made of him. Uh, and, and that is uh, Satan himself. And Satan always drapes himself and hides himself and generally doesn't come uh, to the forefront because his strength is in his anonymity. And as long as he can be invisible, he does his best work in the dark. And though he is not expressed in this text, he is implied. And so we have here a certain man, it could be any man, that had two sons. And the younger of the two said to his father, Give to me the apportion of goods that falleth to me. What a, what a generation we live in today. What a me generation we live in. Give to me what is mine, me. And now, because he has asked his father for a substance of wealth or inheritance, we presumptuously assume that he's asked his father that because he was greedy. Now, I've got to tell you something. The prodigal is a prodigal, but he was not greedy. That's an erroneous concept. This young man was not greedy. This is not a rags-to-riches story. He's not somebody that came from the wrong side of the tracks and was looking for an easy break to move somewhere else. He was a young man, proverbially born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He didn't come to his father and ask him for money so that he could change his standard of living. He was already living very high. Amen. He was born in the money. And so asking his father for the money would have never made him any richer than he already was. 
He already had servants. He already lived in a palace. He already had people waiting on him hand and foot, running his bath water and wiping his mouth and hanging his clothes up and etc. But the problem is he wasn't satisfied to have the benefits of the house. He wanted control of his house. Hallelujah. We're not looking at greed or a lust for money. We are looking at a lust for power. He wanted to be in control of his future. And he's saying, Father, it is not enough that I am living the blessing. I want you to give it to me so I can do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it. Well, praise the Lord. I want you to notice a detail or two. He said, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. But the Bible said he divided unto them, unto them his living. So even though the younger son made the request, because of this request, the father divided up unto both sons his living. But uh, it'll help you to understand the younger son got a blessing. The elder son got a blessing. But one of them couldn't handle the blessing. Isn't that funny? Some folk can receive a blessing from the Lord and they'll come up in their standards and be able to get authority and power and still maintain their focus. Other people, the moment they get two nickels and a dime to rub together, they start acting like strangers that you never knew before. They just can't handle the blessing of the Lord. Some folk can't handle a good blessing. <laughs> uh, try me, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. One good blessing, and, and they can't speak to anybody else. Come on now. Amen. This younger son exemplifies this situation because he got the blessing, and he didn't immediately leave. He stayed in the house for a while, for, for a little while. Uh, but it wasn't too long before he became restless in the house. I not only have the blessing, I'm in control of my blessing, but I'm still in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to jump down into something here that uh, and I know it's, it's a leap, but I'm going to leap back in a minute, so just stay with me. Uh, it, it's the doctrine of Balaam. And it's mentioned in the book of Revelation. The Bible called the doctrine of Balaam a doctrine that God hates. And to acquaint you with the doctrine of Balaam, it's subtly worked into this text. And if, if, you'll, if you just follow with me, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. The doctrine of Balaam is preempted on a concept that Satan does not have a witch, a warlock, or a dust thrower, or incantation that can curse what God has blessed. Now, Balak, the king, had employed Balaam, the sorcerer, to work a curse on the nation of Israel. And this experienced sorcerer could not find in his book of recipes, you didn't know that's where the word recipe came from, did you? Amen. Spells and hexes and dust to throw and, and incantations or maneuvers that could curse 
what God has blessed. And you need to be reminded of that today. How many's blessed? It ain't got nothing to do with what you got. <laughs> it's who you are. Praise God, I'm blessed. And if you're blessed, you don't have to live in fear of being cursed. Because hell cannot curse what God has blessed. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Look at another neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Look at somebody around you if they stand and look at you and you them say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're too timid to let people know we're blessed. Amen. We try to act pitiful, you know, so we can get along with people. Poor little old me. But from time to time, you need to let them know I'm blessed. Hallelujah. There's power in being blessed. And, and you're not blessed because of what you wore to church. You're not blessed because of the house you live in or the kind of shoes you wear, the amount of money you have. And those, those are not blessings. Those are symptoms of being blessed. It, you see, those things are not the root of being blessed. The truth of the matter is you, you can be busted. Come on now. Broke. Hello, <laughs> and still be blessed. Well, now, some of y'all getting that, but some of you still trying to follow along. You're a little bit cagey about saying amen just yet. But I, I just, I just want to tell you, you, you may have to catch the bus if there is one, and uh, wear your brother or sister's shoes. You might come into the house of God with a pocketbook filled up and stuff with newspapers to give it some, give it some shape, and still be blessed. All of y'all can see the way some of y'all looking at me. Lord, have mercy. You see, a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things that he possesses. This thing goes far deeper than what a CPA could account for. This goes far deeper than the interest on a bank account or, or something you can hang in a closet or take to the cleaners or have a mechanic to work on. Blessed is far beyond that. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. You see, you see, being blessed is an invisible state of being where the favor of God is upon your life. And I'm telling you, hell has a tough time trying to do something with you when you're blessed. Sorry. But, but, but the Salem T-shirt said, can't touch this. You thought you knew what that was talking about, didn't you? But you didn't. It's about being blessed. Devil, you can't touch this. Hallelujah. And I, I'm going to try to hurry here. Hallelujah. Uh, but uh, I, I got somewhere I need to go. <clears throat> Hallelujah. One of the uh, many definitions given for the word blessed is the word happy. I think that's kind of shallow. Happy's okay, but it's a little weak for a definition of blessed. Happy comes from the Latin word hap, which is where we get our English word happen, which means that something has to happen in order for you to be happy. Did y'all follow that? 
because I'm not repeating it. Hallelujah. Uh, you can be blessed when there ain't nothing happening. Hallelujah. I mean, the Senate and the House is going crazy. I'm talking about insane crazy. And I'm blessed. American society is, is overwhelmed. I'm blessed. Do you know what's going to happen, preacher? Nope, but I know I'm blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can be blessed when ain't nothing happening. I can be blessed in a cold, dark, dormant moment in my life and know that in spite of the fact that it hadn't happened yet, if you just wait a little while, hallelujah, the blessing of the Lord Chasing the blessings of God. The book said the blessings of the Lord are running you down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, the blessings of the Lord will just run out and overtake you. You ain't got nothing to do but sit there and tap your foot and know that the blessing and the blesser <laughs> is on the way. I'm not sure what key I'm preaching in, but it's probably too high. Hallelujah. I think I finished up singing in G, and I preach in E-flat, so I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, but I want you to know I'm blessed. And it don't matter whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall. doesn't matter whether it's midnight or morning. I may weep all night, but I ain't worried about Hallelujah. But I may cry sometime, and let me cry. Let me weep all night if you want to, but don't you worry about me because joy cometh in the morning. I am blessed. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Somebody said America never be what, what, it, what it's been ever again. So what? I'm blessed. The devil is limited to what he can do to those that are blessed. I've got it in the book. He can't stir, mix, conjure anything that can curse you when you're blessed. Because to be blessed is that innate, uncanny ability to succeed over adversity. And if that's so, and I know it is, then that means I can be blessed and still have adversity. Hallelujah. In fact, it's adversity that lets me know I'm blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you weren't going anywhere, then why is the devil fighting you? Hallelujah. What's the devil scared of? What's he got to put you down for? <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell when a person is blessed. And it's not because they don't never go through anything. But when you're blessed some kind of way, when it's all over, you just come out. You might have some dirt up under your fingernails and, and scuffed your knee and skinned your leg and tore your pants, but when it's all over, you come out. Come out. Somebody say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. 
I don't know what the Senate's going to do, but I'm coming out. I don't know what the House is going to do. I'm coming out. I don't know what crazy Nancy's going to do, but I'm coming out. I don't know what cheating Chucky Schumer is doing, but I'm coming out. I don't know what Adam Shifty's doing, but I'm coming out. Okay, you know, you know I had to say all that. You know I did. You know I did. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Somebody shouted, I'm blessed. I want somebody to disturb, disturb, right now, disturb your old so comfortable neighbor you're sitting by and just holler at him and say, I'm blessed. You didn't have nerve look at him, did you? Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I've been through hell and high water, but I'm blessed. I may go through it again, but I'm blessed. The Lord said, Lord said, no way that is formed against you. Mixed, conjured, enchanted, shall be able to prosper. He didn't say it wouldn't come. He just said he won't prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, how I wish old brother Pop Williams was still alive today. He'd come to this conference in Tulsa every year. Raucous voiced old feller. Faith believed God. He said, I didn't get the flu last year. I didn't get the flu this year. And I ain't going to get the flu next year. Hallelujah. Oh, God help us to rise up in faith. Hallelujah, his, his granddaughter told me that he did get sick. It wasn't from the flu. He got sick and went into a coma, and he was in a coma for a long time. They thought he was going to die. And so his wife, his wife thought she'd do the wise thing with his money because he had a little bit of money. And she gave all of his money to missions. And he woke up. And she died. He didn't know. She, yeah, man, uh, she died. And, and, and according to what uh, Judith told me was that she died so quickly that he wasn't aware of what took place. He went to looking for his money. And he found out she had gave it all to missions and died. <laughs> Woo! I don't know what I told that for, but that old man had some faith. I think he recovered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you talking about? That ain't going to work. Didn't work last year, devil. It ain't working this year, devil. It ain't going to work next year. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I wish I could raise up a little holy rebellion in you tonight for you to stand up and say, you can do what you want to, devil, but it won't work. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. You might be going through trouble right now, but I've come to tell the devil it ain't going to work. 
The devil might be trying to set you up, but it ain't going to work. It didn't work last time. It ain't going to work this time. The test last year didn't defeat me. The one this year ain't going to defeat me. It ain't going to work, devil. The devil knows you're blessed. You're not telling him nothing he don't already know. Fact of the matter is, he's worried about it. He wants to mess you up, but in order to do what he wants you to do, he's got to get you out of the blessed place. He's got to make you restless enough to want to find better pasture somewhere else. If you've ever, are there any young lions in this house? There ought to be. If there isn't, there ought to be. And you young lions ought to just get thronged around your pastor. And you ought to be saying, I ain't going nowhere. There ain't no other green pastures. This is the green pasture I was born in. The devil wants to make you restless. And make you think there's a little bit more success somewhere else. Hallelujah. You're blessed. But if you ain't careful, you'll let a spirit get a hold of you to where you want to control your own blessing. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Devil wants to mess you up, wants to get you out of the blessed place. He's going to try to make you restless and get you out of the house. Because when you start talking about staying in the blessed place, Staying in the place of covenant, come on, amen. You're stay, you're 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 staying in in the place where the riches and the promises of God are coming to pass in your life. There, are, there, there are some places, and I'm not going to take a bunch of time with it, but there are three main places that that you need to hold on to from now on, and don't you let nobody move you out of these blessed places. Number one, stay in the blessed place of the sanctity of Mary. Boy, man, if there's anything that needs to be preached in this day, we're living in, it's that. And it's real simple. If you're married, stay married. Invest your anointing in the covenant of your marriage. Your marriage does matter. Hallelujah. It does matter how you relate to your spouse because you have a covenant it's a contract. It's a shelter for you. It's a shelter for your passions. It's a shelter for your needs, for your personality. It's even a shelter for your dysfunctions because all of us in one way or another are dysfunctional. And it's what God gave to you when he saw that it was not good for you to dwell all one and control yourself. Nobody telling you what all one, that, that's like alone, all one. Okay, hallelujah. Hallelujah, so don't disagree with this gift. And, and if it's not operating correctly, read the manual. Okay, number two, stay in the blessed place of ministry. Well, leave that marriage stuff alone, huh? Amen. <clears throat> don't give up the ministry God puts you in. Come whatever hardship, stay in the house. 
People that don't stay in the house don't do well. Because when God gets ready to speak a word of deliverance, if you're not in the house, you don't hear it. Hallelujah. If you're not in the house, you can't hear it. Hello. I'm, I'm pretty sure someone who needed to hear this message tonight didn't come. That's just the way of it. You, you got to be here. So, well, I'll, I'll get it on the live stream. It's not like being here. Well, I'll get the CD, and you'll hear it at your own convenience. Oh, boy, I'm having too much fun up here. Amen, amen. So we got, we got to get back to the, 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 the doctrine of Balaam. Um, so stay in your blessed place of ministry. Stay in the, in, in the place of having a mission. Keep your vision in front of you. Uh, Balaam simply stated when that old man couldn't curse Israel, he said, and, and Balak said, what is going on here? Balaam said, I, sorry, king. I can't curse them because they're too blessed. But if I can just get them to come out of the blessed place, then maybe I can get them to curse themselves. We blame it so much on the devil. The fact of the matter is, is we get out of the blessed place and we end up cursing ourselves and try to blame it on the devil. Hallelujah. Don't curse yourself. Okay. Okay. So the enemy knew the only way he was going to get his hands on the prodigal son would be to get him out of the house. And so he sends him a restless spirit. And if you've ever been aware of and on guard against the spirit, you better guard yourself against the spirit of restlessness. Hallelujah. Church ought to still be as attractive to you as it ever was. It ought to be your heartbeat. Your love for God, your love for Jesus Christ ought to be the, the core of your very being. Hallelujah. Folks that hurry up to leave the house. Hurry up to get to church. Hurry up to leave the church. Hurry up to get back home. Hurry up sit down in their chair. Somebody, somebody accused my son, John, of, of having ADD. And, and he said, no, 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 no. He said, I got ADD, 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 ADHD, ADHD. Some folks are wrestling. Just can't sit still. Thin folks. Thin folks. Thin folks. We got any thin folks? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thin folks are restless with all their nutrisystems. And, and the fat folks want to be thin. Thin folks want to be fat. Young folks want to be old. And old folks want to be young. Young folks trying to act grown. And grown folks wearing short skirts and trying to act young. My God. Jesus, help us. Folks got long hair cutting the hair off. And folks that ain't got any hair trying to get some to glue on. And some of you dudes grow more hair on your chin than I can get on top of my head. You ought to pray through. Lord have mercy. Feel sorry for some of us. Hallelujah. It's a restless spirit. Come on now. Smile at me, please. It, it's a restless spirit. I, I mean, I mean, folks that are married trying to get rid of their husband or wife. And, and, and single folk waiting at the door said, throw him over here, baby. I want him. Hallelujah. Folks are going through all kinds of change. I'm, I'm still preaching in case y'all didn't know. 
Hallelujah. Uh, it, it, it's a restless spirit. And when that runaway spirit gets down in you, then you're not happy anywhere. I don't care where you go, you ain't going to be happy anywhere you go. Well, I just got to get away from this. You're going to face it right down the road where you go. And when you face it there, you'll find another place and you'll find it wherever you go. You can't get away from you. You can't blame it on your geographical location. You might as well look in the mirror. Uh-oh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Move on one side and you want to be on the other side. Move over there and you want to be back over there. Thank God for middle seconds. So the devil will try to take you away from the house, away from your ministry, away from your marriage, and away from your mission because he knows if you stay in the house. Come on, someone say, I'm staying in the house. Come on. The devil knows if you stay in the house, he can't stir up nothing. He can't mix up anything. He's after you. He wants you. He's been looking at you and longing for you, but he can't reach you because you're too blessed. Hallelujah. The Lord warned Peter. He said, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you. Hallelujah. Now, I believe somebody, somebody here tonight, God wanted me to give you a message. Somebody that's here in a hard fight tonight. Amen. Oh, you're going to prophesy over me? Yes. Are you ready? I got a word for you. Stay in the house. Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot. I was supposed to go. Benjamin. Yeah, that's you. Stay in the house. Oh, boy. That was funny, folks. My Lord. Hallelujah. I believe God is wanting me to tell somebody, I don't care what comes your way. I don't care what comes or goes. Stay in the house. I don't care if you've got tears in your eyes. Stay in the house. Even when you feel like nobody, nobody appreciates you, stay in the house. Hallelujah. Stay in the house. Even if you feel wounded or discouraged, stay in the house. Hallelujah. People get marriage problems. They decide to stay home from church. My that's about the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. I mean, marriage problems, and, and so you're going to walk away from God? Oh, that's real smart. That's real smart. Hallelujah. Somebody hit you in the head with an intelligence stick. Wounded you terribly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I, I may be going through hell and high water, but I'm staying in the house. I got a word for you. I'm going to say it several times. You ready? Stay! 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 You already got the point, but now they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Because if I stay in the house, a blessing's coming my way. 
You ought to tell somebody, get ready for a blessing. <laughs> get ready for a blessing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. When, when you start fooling around with the enemy, you lose more than finances. You'll lose your integrity. You'll lose your self-esteem, your dignity, your self-respect. Lose your stuff. Lose your substance. Lose what you're made of. You need to hold on to your stuff. Hallelujah. Hold on to your guts. I ain't talking about the bread basket. <laughs> I'm talking about your tenacity, your determination, your ability to take a licking and keep on ticking. Hang on to your survival instincts. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't lose your stuff. I can lose things and get over it. I can lose a house and get over it. I can lose a car and get over it. I can lose a job and get over it. You see me, I done lost hair and I got over it. Don't lose your stuff. Hallelujah. Enemies after something. I didn't I didn't come here with just a shot in the dark. I know. The enemy's after somebody tonight, somebody in this place. He, want, he wants to make you drop your head and yell, Uncle, that he's a liar. Oh, I forgot I was supposed to say, he's a liar. You got it that time? Sorry to be so calm. He's a liar. Don't let him see you sweat. You might be hot, but don't let him see you sweat. Hallelujah. You might be in the middle of a battle, but hold your head up. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be on time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil wants to destroy everything about you, but if you'll stay in the house, they can't touch you. Well, hallelujah. Let me hurry. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Let's love him right now, would you? Come on. Come on, let's love him right now. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, some, some of this I can, I can just run over, but some things I've got I to grab a hold of. This prodigal, when he left, he attached himself to a citizen of a far country. And, uh, you know, we, let me tell you something. We, we are far too high-minded to judge ourselves. That's right. We really can't see ourselves the way we are. And so, if you want to know who you are, anybody want to know who you are? Look who you run with. Who do you feel comfortable around? How do you spell relief? <laughs> Woo! You want to know who you really are? Look beside you. Look at who you call the most. Look at who calls you the most. Who you like to be with. I don't mean this in an ugly way, but people run in packs like dogs. Certain kinds of people just hang together, cluster together. All the liars get on the same kind and side of the church, you know. Sorry, I'm not, not prophet. I'm, I'm just saying. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Tight begets tight. You may be upset because you can't break into the group. Well, maybe God don't want you to break into that group. You need to quit crying over who don't like you. I'm just not included in that church. Oh, somebody ain't here. Somebody ain't here. Hallelujah. You need to quit crying over who don't like you, who doesn't call you, who don't come to see you. There's some folks you don't want to come see you. No, ain't no need you attaching yourself to junk. I'm not preaching this way. I forgot to scream and yell. Hallelujah. Hey, man, you might be crying. <laughs> you might be lonely, but at least you're saved. Do your heads like that. <laughs> Woo! I wish you had much fun as I am. Praise God. Hey, man, you, you, you might be crying, but at least you got some dignity. You might have to eat by yourself, but at least you can digest your food. Here just any moment. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quit letting the devil pressure you into attaching yourself to some junk. You're blessed just like you are. You might be single and feel like the proverbial old maid, but you need to tell the devil, the Lord's my husband. He supplies my needs. And if he ever sends anybody by, I got my mind made up. I'm staying in the house. Young ladies, you need to watch out. They'll wink at you, hold your hand, take you out on a date. Buy you a steak you can't eat but a fourth of or won't. Buy you some french fries and you're too embarrassed and eat in front of him. And that dog will take you off down the road somewhere else and facilitate you leaving the house. Okay. I'm almost done, really. Hallelujah. He made an unlawful connection. He was unequally yoked. That don't seem to matter much anymore. That don't seem to really be relevant anymore. But he got unequally yoked. You got to watch who you get tied up with. I don't mind running with somebody that don't have anything, but I do mind running with somebody that don't want to be anything. I ain't getting tied up with people that are going nowhere in a hurry. They don't have a mission. They don't have ambition. They don't have any goals for life. Well, praise God. Old folks said if you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Sorry. I know that didn't sound real modern and politically correct, but it's the truth. I want to be around folks that tell you you can make it. My depression and my discouragement don't need any fertilizing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I, need some, I don't need nobody to discourage me. I, I was discouraged when it came to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I know you went through it, baby, but you came out. I know you've been crying, but joy comes in the morning. I know you've been bound, but you can be set free. That's what I need. 
And so if you ain't going to help me, get out of my face. If you ain't going to lift me up, leave me alone. I've come too far, been through too much, ain't got time to play games. The coming of the Lord is too close. And if you're not going to help me, loose me, untie me. Get out of my way. Don't hold me down with your junk. Untie me, don't hold me down. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm coming out of this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, one of the best things ever happened was what happened to Facebook and Twitter. Now, I like the First Amendment just as much as you do, but buddy, I'm telling you what, I am plumb refreshed. Oh, that didn't set real well. Prodigal one so low when he attached himself to a citizen of that country. The citizen sent him to the hog pen, feed swine. And there he was in the hog pen, the devil salivating at the mouth. Look at, look at, look at this. The king's son. Look at this. The rich guy's boy. Look at him. Look at him. He's about ready to eat that swine, Hus. Woo! I brought the son out of the palace. Look at him. A king's kid carrying a slop bucket. Surrounded with swine, can't get no help nowhere. Mud between his toes and corn husk all over himself. Climbing into the hog pen to feed the hogs. And the devil said, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That ain't far enough. You think the devil thinks he's got you far enough when he calls you to leave the house? He ain't going to stop until he's got you eating what the hogs ate. One more step. You see, the Bible said he would have fain filled his belly with a husk if the swine didn't. And he was, a, he, he was reaching out, about to satisfy a legitimate need, which is hunger. Not wrong to be hungry. But it is wrong to fulfill that hunger with an illegitimate source. Almost, he would faint. Almost, as hell started applauding. And that sawed-off, dwarfed, bow-legged devil dancing with glee. He's reaching down to get the husk and put it to his mouth. You see, there's times when you and I almost gave up. And the devil was dancing all around his throne, behind it, in front of it, and on top of it, shaking his hellish tambourine that didn't even have any bells left. Hallelujah. Amen. When you just about gave up and you just about, you were going through so much despair and you were so lonely and so depressed, you just about, you almost, you pert and I did it. Hallelujah. Thank God for what he delivered me from, but I thank God most of all for what he delivered me from almost doing. Come all this distance. Preached way too long. But I've come <laughs> to tell the devil I'm finding my way home. Yeah, he tried to get me, but I'm going home. You feel like telling me right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tried to drive me crazy, but I'm finding my way home. I couldn't change my job, but I can find my way home. Couldn't change my husband and my wife, but I can find my way home. Oh, come on now. I couldn't change my car, but I can get home. 
He almost talked me into it, but I decided to go home. Tell the devil I'm finding my way home. Now, music, I want you to come help me. I got one more little old tidbit or nugget I want to give you. Um, with these folks that are coming to music, that's designed to give you hope. Because I know that hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But joy when it cometh is a tree of life. Hallelujah. I'm on the runway. But I got a big jet. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little lesson in Greek mythology. Is that okay? Odysseus, legendary Greek king of Ithaca and the hero of Homer's Odyssey, plays a key role in the Iliad as well. may not be familiar to you, but uh, we covered this in, his, in, in literature. Homer portrays Odysseus, some people call him Ulysses, as a man of outstanding wisdom and shrewdness, and eloquence, resourcefulness, courage, etc., endurance. He's a man best suited to cope with crisis. He is the king where he is. And I could, I could tell you a lot of things about He's one of my favorite stories. I'm telling the, 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 the travels of Ulysses, the, the Iliad, the epic, epic tome. I loved it. Now, I know it's mythology, but I loved it anyway. I'm Superman if you want to, but I like Ulysses. His bravery and skill in fighting are demonstrated repeatedly, and his wildness is shown most notably in history. Uh, mixture of mythology and history. In the night exposition he takes with Diomedes against the Trojans. Remember the Trojan horse? And his wars and wanderings and the recovery of his house and kingdom are the central theme of the Odyssey. It's a 24-volume epic that relates how he Accomplished the capture of Troy by the means of the Trojan horse. I could tell you some crazy stuff he went through. Dear Lord, have mercy, some crazy stuff. He was gone almost a decade. I'm really encapsulating this because I feel such a spirit of appreciation in y'all for me doing so. Hallelujah. But he was gone for almost a full decade. Ulysses finally leaves Calypso. And he arrives back in Ithaca where his wife Penelope, whom he has not seen, a beautiful woman, he has not seen her for almost nine to ten years. His son, Telemachus, they've been struggling to maintain their authority during his prolonged absence. Recognized at first only by his faithful dog, ain't that a, ain't that a trip? It's bad when you've been gone so long, only your dog recognizes you. And you know it's not because he knows what you look like. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. Hallelujah. But uh, 
the nurse, his, his old nurse, recognizes him. And, and Ulysses proves his identity with the, the aid of one of the Greek goddesses, Athena, by accomplishing Penelope, his wife's test of stringing and shooting with his old bow. Apparently, the old bow was so strong and stout that Ulysses was the only one that could ever string it and shoot it. And then, with the help of his son Telemachus and two slaves, he goes on the warpath. And he slays all them old boys who've been hanging around Penelope trying to win her to be their wife. Good old Ulysses. Hallelujah. But at last, Penelope knows it's him and accepts him as her long-lost husband and the king of Ithaca. And it is said, in the synopsis of this massacre and epic writings of both the Iliad and the Odyssey by Homer, quote, Sailors have been navigating by the stars for thousands of years. Ulysses spent a decade at war, but his biggest battle was finding his way home. Where's home? Can you find your way back? I've got a song that I'm going to quote. The word. I'm not going to sing it. just going to quote the words of it in just a moment. But I've I got to ask you, because this is what the Holy Ghost said to do. Where's home? Backslider. Cold and indifferent, in love with the idea of Jesus, but not in love with Jesus. In love with the church, but only as your particular place of enjoyment you occasionally love to come to. Your Pentecostal country club, where you blow smoke at each other. Come on. Cold and indifferent, though once on fire. Fought a lot of battles. You're just a long way from home, been gone a long time. Decades of defeat. Huge piercings of hurt. Losing yourself in your personal wars with addictions, depression, detractions, distractions, mind-numbing, imbibing, and, and nothing works. And no matter what you do, it don't work. Can you find your way back home? I was 14 years old in Louisville, Illinois, in a youth camp, where I first got acquainted with a young man fresh out of the Marine Corps. His name was George O'Neill. He mustered out in Hawaii, immediately was high on acid, up on one of those mountains, Screamed out into that thin air, God, if you're really real, would you show me? About a week or two later, he's walking the streets of Rapid City, South Dakota, where he ran into my friend 
Brother J.H. Joey, who has gone on to meet the Lord at the boys' ranch out there. Make a long story short, George O'Neill went down in that water in Jesus' name and come up talking in tongues. And just as rowdy a Marine as he was, he became a rowdy preacher. He hadn't even been living for God very long until in Louisville he had decided because Illinois was the home state where Brother Yoey was from, and he frequently came there. And I was sitting right beside George, probably not two, three feet away from him, right there on that front row. And I don't know why I wasn't singing in the choir that day, but except maybe looking back to be impacted by George O'Neill. The March Up song. Y'all may remember this. Might have to stretch your mind a little. He said, if you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. When you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. He'll be your dearest friend, be with you till the end. So if you've tried everything and everything is failed, try Jesus. Well, that was the song of the hour back then. I was just 14 years old. It was back in the 1900s. By God, but what impacted me so strong. You'd have thought George was in the they marching up singing, if you tried everything, tried everything, tried Jesus, and everything's failed, try Jesus. George is on the front row. He's got them hands up in the air, and he's got his head back in his still Marine military haircut, buzz, and he's bellering at the top of his lungs. When you tried, you know why he was singing that? Because he tried everything. He'd been there, done that, and didn't even wear the T-shirt. Just got a tattoo. I didn't sing in the choir that day, but George O'Neill impacted my life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was 49 years ago, folks. This is great. You know, I wish I'd just wrap it up. I'm trying to wrap it up. But the song said, Are you tired from all the lonely, sleepless nights and only wasted days that drive you to your knees? Are you sick from all your crying, emptiness and life? Telling yourself you can make it without me. Do you want to stop your hurting? Then know one thing for certain. When there's no place left to run and you're all alone. My door is always open. I'm waiting where you left me. And the road that got you lost will get you home. 
So turn around. Verse said, did the voice you thought was calling help you walk or leave you falling? Did your dreams survive or slowly fade away? Have you gone from smiles and laughter and happy ever after to barely getting by from day to day? Did your mind sometimes seem hazy and you think you're going crazy? All your good time friends turned and left you all alone. Let's stay. My door is always open. I'm waiting where you left me and the road that got you lost will get you home. So turn around. Turn around. Left and right, you've been let down. Turn around. Turn around. Before you're too long gone. Turn around. Before you're too long gone. why you're preaching that preacher that nobody really here fits that no maybe not maybe it was just on life then maybe it's somebody here on the edge of walking away or maybe you're here and and you've been here but you've been gone that makes sense? Been faithful on a pew going to hell for the last 10 years. Can you find your way back home? Turn around, turn around. Left and right, you've been let down. Before you're too long gone. They're going to sing. If I hadn't gave them so much problems trying to choose the song, they're going to sing and play. And I want every head in this house bowed right now. I don't want anybody looking around that just doesn't absolutely have to. If you're here tonight and you know that if the trump of the Lord should sound right now, that you would not be ready to go. I challenge you in the name of the Lord. Backslider! Can you find your way back home? Come on, the winter snow is blowing. It is a hellish blizzard condition. Somewhere through the blinded snow and the driving wind, you see just a little flicker of light head toward it. That's home. That's home. Come on home. I know this is old-fashioned. I, I know it is. Brother, bro, brother Clint, I'm, I'm, brother, I, I'm, I'm sorry for giving you such a hard time with music, but I remember the old timers, they just simply sang, Come home. 
Come home, it's supper time. Remember that? Hallelujah. 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 I remember them reaching those old songs, reaching out for folks that were just plain sinners or backslidden and cold at heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come to an altar. Come to a place of prayer. Folks, it's too close to the end time. We're in the end time. We're not approaching it. We're in it. We're not just, we're not just on the threshold. We don't cross the threshold. We're at the coming of the Lord. And if you've ever prayed, you need to pray now. If you've ever made up your mind, I'm making my way back home. You need to do it tonight. I know God has told me to come here and preach this tonight. I've been wrestling with this thing ever since before last Wednesday night. I knew God wanted me to come and preach. Can you find your way back home? I wonder if there's anybody that'll just lift your hand and by so doing, you're saying, preacher, if the Lord should come tonight, I have a feeling I wouldn't be ready. Nobody's going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call your name. But I wonder if by that ra- if you'd raise your hand and pull it right back down. Oh. And by raising your hand, you're saying, preacher, pray for me. Pray for me. I need to step up. I need to make my way a little closer to the fire. I need to make my way home. It's cold out here. If I get caught in this storm without protection, it's going to be awful. Why don't you come home? several people in this place. I don't know who you are. He hadn't pointed you out to him. If he did, I, I would. I'd, I'd come to you, but he hadn't done that. But I know his message is not just for your enjoyment. The message is because it's a message from him. And it's time to come back home. Could you get closer? Could you stand to be a little bit more on fire? I wonder if anybody else would come with passion and pray for this precious brother. Would you come in Jesus' name? Come on. Can you find your way home? Come on. Well, I'm not ready to live for God. When are you going to be ready? When are you going to be ready? When your car's flip-flopping down the road, out of control? Is that when you're going to be ready? When the storm is so vicious that you can't see your way, is that when you're going to be ready? Are you trying to scare me? No, I'm not trying to scare you. This generation can't be scared. You're too immune to anything to scare you. But God will get your attention one day. You better hear me. God is going to get your attention. I hope you can find your way home. 
Why don't you try tonight? Come on, folks. Let's gather around for a season of prayer. Come on. Come on, let's gather around. Let's gather around. Come on.
wonderful that God made a way for Brother Chris to come here tonight and preach to us. It's preaching like that that will get us to heaven. It's preaching like we've heard here tonight, amen, that will get us to heaven. It will keep us on that journey, amen. It will keep us on that straight and narrow path, praise God. Hallelujah, amen. We've all lost our way, amen, a few times, praise God. We've all probably strayed and erred, amen, somewhere along life's journey. We've lost our way, hallelujah. Amen. But thanks be unto God, just like that prodigal son. We came to ourselves. We came to ourselves, praise God. And we made our way back home, praise God. Hallelujah. So tonight, let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise for the message that we've heard. Let's think about it. Let's meditate on it. <coughs> let's hold it dear to our heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And let's let this message tonight continue to motivate us. Amen. To stay close to home, praise God. Hallelujah. Look at somebody tonight. Give them a big high five or a big thumbs up tonight. Make sure you let Brother Chris know that you enjoyed, amen, the preaching tonight. Praise God. Tremendous message tonight. Hallelujah. God bless you tonight. You're dismissed.